Welcome to the Insider's Career Club podcast. I'm Cindy Thomas, and I'm your insider. Let me introduce you to today's guest. It's me. By now, you know I've been a TA for over 25 years, helping thousands of professionals get hired. But TA is a probably second, third, maybe even fourth career change for me. A little background on me. I started as a high school teacher and taught dance there. I also taught dance with the Oakland Parks and Recreation Department. And when I tired of being a broke graduate student in school, I accepted a full-time job with the local newspaper where I fell into my first HR position. Later in life, I worked in manufacturing and after I ran my own small personal shopping business. My next big leap into recruiting was with a staffing agency for a couple of years, and then I got the opportunity to move in-house as a recruiter for a call center management company, and I've been in recruiting and TA roles ever since. Yep, if it sounds like a lot, you're right. I've pivoted a lot over my work life. And again, recently this June in 2020, pivoted again into ramping up and developing these podcasts and the supporting website after a three-year consulting gig ended. I know that you too can survive and get into a good career role again. You need to be strategic to make this happen. So podcasting and the website are now my business, and the goal is to help you, my listeners, through this economically shaky time and onto new careers and through your work life. But I need your help. I need your support in the form of listenership. It's needed to keep this going. So please tell your friends to listen to the podcast and also ask them to visit the website. There's really great information there. I designed it so that those of you that are actually looking can find information that will help you in your job search. And as well, for those of you that want to stay up on trends and business news, there's a section for you there too. And we'll probably be expanding just a little bit later on. So keep checking in. In today's episode, we'll be talking about pivoting, which is today's business speak for career repositioning. We'll cover the types of pivots and review the nine steps to self-assessment, which will help you to make a great pivot. Plus, there are several insider's tips along the way. There's a lot to share, so let's get to it. The pivot. When you pivot in sports, you're changing your body's positioning to face a new unexpected challenge. If it's football, you'd better brace yourself because there's a hit coming. If it's basketball, you pivot to guard your counterpart on the opposing team. And if it's tennis, you pivot to face the incoming ball. But did you know that when you pivot in business, it's pretty much the same thing and you're going to take a hit of some kind? There's changes coming. The difference here is you're trying to keep a business afloat, keep your job, or position yourself to make a change to find a new one. Now, there can be any number of reasons you want to make a change, but in my mind, there's only two kinds of pivots, planned and emergency pivots. Here's some examples of a planned pivot. You've outgrown your job and it's no longer challenging to you. You've mastered it and now you're not getting any new challenges. You're landlocked in a role. There's no place in your department for you to grow into, 
nobody's moving, and there's just no opportunities in the company for you. Maybe you don't mesh well with your coworkers, or your boss is a micromanager. Keep in mind that sometimes all that you may need to do is change your employer while you stay in the same type of role. However, if you're employed, you have time to do a plan pivot because you don't need to move right away. Unfortunately, though, an emergency pivot is much different. And here are some examples. The company is downsizing next week. You just found this out and you're kind of flat-footed. When your employer has financial reasons you had no insight into, you get blindsided by that. Maybe the business was sold and your department or position is eliminated due to redundancies. Or the one we've heard a lot about lately, your industry has taken a hit due to the pandemic and the list can really just go on and on and on. But whatever the reason that you need to pivot, before you do anything, do this. Take a beat, take a breath, and don't panic. When you panic, you do not make the best decisions. Now I have a couple of quotes for you that talk about worrying. The first one is from Corey Ten Boom, and it goes like this. Worry does not empty tomorrow of sorrow. It empties today of strength. The next is from Joyce Meyer. Worrying is a lot like rocking in a rocking chair. You're moving a lot, but going nowhere. So the next time you kind of feel flushed with panic, take the time to think about those two things. Also, I want you to think about where you are now with your timing. Determine the amount of time as best you can that you have before you have to make a pivot. And then you'll know if you have to act quickly and look for some quick interim position or if you can wait and find a role that's right for you. Here's my first insider's tip for you today. Look for some inspiration. Now, inspiration can come from a variety of places, like reading a book or seeing a movie or hearing about someone who's overcome a struggle. Regardless of what it is, it speaks to you and makes a heart connection. It lifts you up. Then it moves up to inspire your mind to do, to act, to move. Look for inspiration because what it will do, it will help you jumpstart yourself into action. Let's move on to talking about assessing yourself. There are nine steps. First, make a list of the tasks and responsibilities you like and don't like about your job. What did you like? Did it give you autonomy or did you work with cross-functional teams or manage projects? What didn't you like? Did you work long hours regularly? or travel too much, make a list and keep that list going. Second, think about your work experience and the skills that you've gained along the way that would be useful in a new world. Examples of this are things like making presentations, doing spreadsheets, preparing weekly or monthly reports, or dealing directly with customers or clients. Third, pin down what your work-related values are now. Now, these are things that you already know and were important to you when you took the role that you're in. Examples of this are things like, do you get a flexible schedule or is it set? Are you only going to work day shift or will you have to rotate and work 
swing and then night shift sometimes. Are you able to work remotely? Is job security key to you? I bet it is. Do you have good benefits? That's another key one. Or is job title important to you? Fourth, there's your aptitude. Now, aptitude is the capacity to acquire competence or skill through training. Specific aptitude is potential in a particular area. Like maybe if you have a good math aptitude or you're great with computer applications. General aptitude is potential in several fields. Now, I want to mention here, this is another insider's tip, tip number two for today. It's important to note that just because you have an aptitude for something, you may not want to do it every day as part of your job. So take those things into consideration when you're looking and trying to determine what kinds of positions you want. Fifth, your personality and position type are other factors to consider. How would you classify your personality? Are you an introvert? Are you an extrovert? Or are you somewhere between those two things? What kind of job tasks and responsibilities will work with your personality? For instance, do not take a job in sales if you're an introvert. Figure out the types of positions you want to transition into. You've already thought about what you like and don't like in a role. What kind of position do your likes figure into? What's your readiness to make that transitional jump right now? Or maybe you need to do a few things to get there. If you study relevant job descriptions you find online, it can help you determine your readiness. Now, I have a quote for you. It's kind of fun. It's one that you probably have heard before. It's definitely someone you're all familiar with. It comes from Dr. Seuss and all the places you'll go. You have brains in your head. You have feet in your shoes. You can steer yourself any direction you choose. You're on your own and you know what you know. And you are the one who decide where you go. Again, that's from Dr. Seuss, all the places you'll go. I find it Ironically funny, how wisdom we got as a child really hasn't changed. Still relevant. Take the time to assess your skills and the current market for those skills. Do a search for the kinds of jobs using those skills to help you see how much in demand they may be or may not be. And if they aren't in demand, look at your second position choice or maybe your third. Writing down your answers to these questions will help you better understand what's important to you in a role, as well as the things to avoid when deciding the types of positions that interest you. Number six, don't forget about your hard and soft skills. Write those down as well. They're very important in today's market. Being able to get along well with coworkers and having a strong worth ethic are good. Now, here's another insider's tip. The number one skill employers are seeking right now is the ability to problem solve. And think about it, it makes sense. Employers are trying to flex and move with whatever the market is demanding right now. They need people that are going to be able to flex and figure out solutions. Step seven, what's the value you bring to an employer? Can you articulate how your skills and experience transfer into a new industry? It is 
so terribly important for you to be able to share your key skills and experiences, as well as provide examples of how they benefit an employer. It's up to you to put the puzzle pieces together for the individuals you speak to when you're interviewing. That includes the recruiter, the manager, and the interviewers, so that they can easily see and understand the value you bring to the table. Something else to consider is if you're trying to make an industry jump. Remember that the recruiter or manager may not know much about the industry that you've been in. You've got to show them how these skills and experiences are valuable to them. It's also important for you to share any accomplishments you may have had. Now, here's a couple of tips on ways to stand out from a crowd with your resume and your interview skills in a good way. Maybe have some examples of your work that you can share soft copy. You might want to bring those with you to an interview. Or you can send them soft copy. Be sure to get permission before you do send them and do not send anything that's proprietary to your last employer. You can share a link to your website if you have one or create a website that shows your work. Use examples from past positions that will relate to the job that you're applying to. And remember, you can also use these examples in a cover letter when you reach out to colleagues and associates on LinkedIn to ask for referrals. And make sure that you mention those skills on your resume. Number eight, make a list of your strengths and weaknesses. And please be honest with yourself. You've got to be able to discuss your strengths and weaknesses in an interview. Strengths are easy for everyone, but discussing weaknesses are hard. Take it from the perspective that once you share a weakness that you have, show how you're working on turning that weakness into a positive. For example, let's say your weakness is your knowledge of Excel. But you can follow that up with saying, I'm taking an online course to improve my skills. Here's another insider's tip. Only list the strengths that you like to do. If you're good at something, but you don't like doing it, you'll be pigeonholing yourself into the same types of responsibilities again. And you really don't want to do that. Knowing yourself, both the good, the bad, and the ugly, shows you're mature and realistic about what you can bring to the table. The ninth and last step, are there educational requirements you'll need to meet? What type of training do you need to acquire the skills you don't have? Is it a four-year BS or BA degree? Or will a two-year certificate do? Or are there individual courses to take that will help you meet your goal? Figure that out before you make the jump. Now, I also would like to speak to you today about thinking about your long-term career goals. You should take the time to consider what those goals are for your career. When you're looking for a role, ask yourself if this is the employer you want to work for. Is this the right position? Is this the place to build my career long-term? It's important to ask these questions because ideally you should be working someplace where you can build and grow a career. Now, sometimes 
you take a role where it may not be the ideal place, but you're doing it for a specific reason because you're looking to gain specific experience. That's something different. But if you are going to do that, make sure that you set a goal for yourself. I'm going to do this for two years and then I'm going to move on or move back to where I'm, you know, working on my career. Ideally, your employer should offer you career growth, the opportunity to learn new things, work that you enjoy, a team you want to be part of, an inclusive and supportive culture that is diverse and favors diversity, as well as work that contributes to the overall common good on some level. If you've got these elements attached to your work, it will be fulfilling to you. And if you've never had that feeling about your work, you don't know what you're missing. Feeling fulfilled will bring you happiness on a personal level and make the overall quality of your work better. Note these things so that you can evaluate employers and positions against these components. Having answers to these questions written down will help you determine what you want to do, and then you can make a great plan to proceed. Now, a couple of rules of thumb for the future. You should always be thinking about your next job. This is true even if you've just landed a new role. What I don't mean by that is get into a position and start looking for another role right away. That's not what I mean. It means to be present in your position by going above and beyond to do a great job. But you're always looking to the future because you're looking to expand your experience and skills base. Keep learning new things, whether it's Toastmasters or writing skills or computer applications. Learn about the industry of choice that you're in so that you can fully understand the business, not just your narrow role or role in your department. Start keeping track of business news about your industry. We do have some businesses and trends on my website too. I want to mention that. Keep your eye on the money. Now, there's also a list of business sectors less affected by COVID when you're thinking about the different areas you might want to look into to consider where you might want to pivot. The less affected business sectors are administrative and support, construction, both commercial and residential, finance and insurance, they're going great guns, health and social assistance, they're going great guns, manufacturing is too, we're all using products, lots of them, mining, oil and gas, professional services, consulting services, if you have a skill that you can start your own business, real estate, rental and leasing, and then utilities. And this list is posted in the business news and trends section for December on my website. Once you've done these things, it's time to get your resume updated, highlighting the skills and experiences that demonstrate that you have the right work experience and skills for the role. Be sure to use similar wording that was used in the job description to be sure your resume shows your experience and work history align with the requirements for the position that you're applying to. Now, we're not going to take the time to discuss redoing resumes in this episode, but you can find tips and guidance on how to write or update your resume by visiting 
the Insider's Career Club website at www.insiderscareerclub.com. Thank you for joining us today. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please like us. And it would be great if you tell a friend to listen to. The Insider's Career Club will be bringing more podcasts every two weeks with different professionals to give you a peek into careers with those on the inside. So please stay tuned. Where to find us? We're on Spotify and Google. And you can also find us on the Insider's Career Club website. That's www.insiderscareerclub.com. And there you'll also find some great job search information. But if you don't remember any of that, just search S-I-N-D-Y-T-H-O-M-A-S on Google, and you can find the podcast and the website. Please connect with me. You can find me on LinkedIn too, and mention the podcast. Stay safe. Thank you for joining us. Take care.